Welcome to another episode of the Unveiling Grace podcast. I'm Lynn Wilder. And I'm Michael Wilder. And today... <laughs> yes, and part, today. <laughs> this is part three with Lily. Um, I'm really excited because we're right at the point where Lily's about to get baptized LDS in the morning. Right, right. It's the night first- before. It's like... It's, it's, it's as exciting as Christmas. It's the night before she's going to get baptized. And then yeah. somebody's going to come in and surprise her, right? Yes. <laughs> Lily's Christian mother actually gets on a plane from Texas and shows up at Lily's friend's apartment the night before the baptism. So did your mom come to see you at that point? What happened, Lily? So it was actually kind of sneaky. She had Tori um, text me because I, at this point, I had already went back home. I was right across the street, but she texted me at 12 in the morning and asked me to come over and that it was urgent. And so I was like, okay, um, packed up and headed across the street. And surprise, surprise, my mom was there. Midnight? At midnight? Oh, yes. Yes, and we probably talked um, until four in the morning. It was a very, very long night of just her asking questions. Tori's mom was also there, I might add, and she was asking questions. And I was pretty much just being like... It, it it was it was crazy. Um, interrogated. It felt like an interrogation, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, and maybe I was a, maybe an attack in some ways, huh? Yes, definitely. That's where I felt. Um, and just they were asking me all these different questions that I had yet to know because um, I haven't, you know, learned that much yet. And so um, they were just, yeah. <laughs> they were going on and on about just different things within the church that, you know, they didn't feel comfortable with that, you know, I didn't really know about either, but I'd only knew what I had come to know through the missionaries. And, you know, the missionaries uh, were very dedicated and very um, just genuine and compassionate and really cared about those who they were inviting to their church. And um, it, felt like, you know, they were very genuine with me also and just like uh, wanting me to have the blessings that come with, you know, joining their church and doing all the, you know, ordinances and works through the temple and things like that. And so um, that's all I knew. And so you could imagine the frustration from my mom who didn't really know, like, I think she kind of felt on edge too, like her faith was being attacked because these missionaries were going to come and convert her Christian child. Um, You know, there was just a lot of, a lot of things that were, you know, really hard to answer at that point. And so I, I decided to give her comfort by um, holding off on being baptized. Um, I discussed with the missionaries early that morning, the next day and, uh, told them pretty much what happened and that I didn't feel comfortable being baptized if it was, if it meant this much to my mom to fly down to Florida and to stop me from that. Like I wanted to know more information. And I'm like, if I want to get baptized now, then I'll, and I 
you know, continue to believe that the church is true a month from now or two months from now, then, you know, that's how it'll be. You know, it's the church, if it's true, it's not going to change within a month if it's not true, you know, like. That's pretty mature of you, really, at your age, right? Not to kind of succumb to all that pressure. Yeah, Yeah, because I really wanted to give everyone the benefit of the doubt at this point. I wanted to hear my mom out. I wanted to hear the missionaries out. I wanted to just get all the information I needed to be able to make a decision because I realized the urgency, like we're talking about salvation and where where that comes from and where do I look for that? And so I was just, I was keeping my options open because I didn't know. (laughs) Well, I, you know, I find it, I just is an amazing story. And, and I give so much credit to your mother who, you know, you know, and she's being a true mother. I mean, a, a mother is to protect her children, regardless if they're two years old or, you know, 20 years old. And, that she listened to you, something just didn't sound right. And she got on an airplane and came all the way down to have this discussion with you. And I, I, that to me, that's just a beautiful a story in and of itself. And that, you know, and it's, it's true. It's like, if the church is true today, it's going to be true tomorrow. It's going to be true the next day and so forth. And so, uh, you know, that's the thing about, you know, in Mormonism, uh, you know, if, if, you, if you die, before you join the LDS church, well, you can always be baptized in the temple, okay? <laughs> they'll, they'll catch up with you later on. Uh, but, but the concept here is that, that you were mature enough, as Lynn stated, to put this on pause, to listen to your mother and other people and start putting the pieces together. And if the Mormon church proves to be true, then you can get baptized two weeks from now and all will be fine. Wow. Lily, did you have a sense that the answers that you needed might be in the Bible? Yes, definitely. Um, I knew that I was going to look to the Bible for answers, but the thing was, I didn't have any time. <laughs> I This was within days and I, you know, I, I was still working. I had all the, you know, I didn't have just all the time, you know, to study up on these things and uh, come to know the truth, it was kind of like everyone was expecting me to already know. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. So the extra time so, was a good thing, right? Because then you were able to get into the word some and find some answers or what happened yes. next? Yeah. So um told the missionaries that, you know, I wasn't going to be baptized, but that I wasn't done seeking the church pretty much pursuing um, the church. And so, um, we went, I ended up, I really wanted to go to Trevor's baptism because Trevor also was being baptized that same day as me. And so I wanted to go be included in that and just to see, you know, maybe if my mom comes with me, she'll see how great, you know, these people are in the church and just she'll change her perspective or, you know, just anything. <laughs> and so... Um, I begged her to come with me because, you know, we, we'd stayed up till like four in the morning talking. So it was a really long, just really long day. And uh, we go to the church. We were there for Trevor's baptism. I remember something that stuck out to me was um, one of the songs that they included in his, you know, um, 
in his baptism was um, just very, the emphasis was on Joseph Smith and just his vision and things like that. Um, And it was kind of, I don't know, God working in that too, in me just realizing where the focus, you know, differs between Christianity and Mormonism. Yeah. Do do you remember the name of the song? Um, I know I still have the. Do you know know the tune? Yeah, I'm. What was it? Was it? It's the song about the first vision. I bet. Okay, I bet it. Yeah, the first vision um, song. It wasn't praise to the man, was it? That doesn't ring a bell. No. Okay. Okay. So it was about the first vision. The first vision. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Did they show a film about the first vision? Um, previously when I was being taught by the missionaries, we did discuss, um, the first vision, the first vision okay. and, um, okay. just how that, you know, how that all came about. Right. That's okay. a big aha though, to realize that there wasn't as much Jesus as you thought there might be. Right. And there was a lot of Joseph Smith. I, I didn't get that for a long time. So maybe God's working in you already through all of this. Yes. And my one thing my mom had pointed out, because she had watched videos too before coming to Florida about Mormonism and just the difference between Christianity and Mormonism and the different terms and things like that. And so one thing she had noticed when we went to the church was the lack of the cross. Like there was no cross in the building. There was, you know, it. yeah. So she was already on top of those things. And um, just, it was, you know, all about me coming to realize, you know, because I was still giving everyone a chance. I was going to, you know, take what everyone said and kind of make my own conclusion on what I believed. Well, now, years ago when we joined the LDS church, um, they, they did not have any pictures of Jesus. Uh, in in the chapel uh, or in the church building. It was always uh, uh, pictures of like the current prophet, the first presidency and Joseph Smith and so forth. So at this point, I know the LDS church, you know, changes the rules and guidelines. Um, Did they have in your particular, that particular ward building, um, did they, did you see any pictures of Jesus or was it uh, just, we know no crosses. We know definitely they, they do not have crosses on their building or inside their building. So did you happen to see any pictures or could show your mom says, look, mom, there's a, there's a picture of Jesus on the wall there. Did you notice anything like that? Yes, there were, um, I believe two pictures. The one where he's like coming down with like angels and, you know, trumpets and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. um, then they have the one where they're like, Jesus is giving the disciples the Holy ghost and, um, You know, they're all kneeling down and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I remember when they went through the procedure, when we when I was in a leadership position, they talked about, they started talking about how maybe we should bring some pictures of Jesus. <laughs> this is in the nineties <laughs> uh, uh, into the uh, LDS church. So, but uh, I was just curious to see uh, what they had at this point. So, okay. And, and then for years, that red robed picture of Jesus was in, most chapels, I would say, um, in in the ward buildings. Did you continue to go to the Mormon church and investigate then? So, um, 
So continuing on with my baptism day, that kind of answers a lot of questions there. Okay. Uh, so still the day of my baptism, we went to Trevor's baptism. We got to see him, you know, join the church and receive the Holy Ghost and just all those things. And um, meanwhile, after everything was done, uh, we, m- me and my mom went home and she really was passionate about me read or watching those videos that she had watched about the difference between Mormonism, Christianity, and just different things like that. And just uh, really being educated right then and there about everything that I needed to know. And at this point I was like very overwhelmed, very tired and just um, honestly just worn down because it seemed like, you know, my mom has good intentions. The missionaries have good intentions and I don't see how either could be bad. And I didn't know, you know, who to trust and who to turn to. And so um, after that long day, you know, I spoke to the missionaries a little bit and they uh, were very kind and just very understanding about the situation. But they also wanted me to talk to one of the members who they knew of, who was very kind of popular, I guess, who left the church but came back to the church. And so I got to talk to him that day. And then I talked to another lady that my mom had scheduled me to talk to that day who was an ex-Mormon turned Christian. And there was just a lot of a lot of stuff going on with that. And so I had a lot of learning to do and a uh, little time to do it. <laughs> so, um, but a lot of those things served their purpose. So um, my, my talk with the missionaries friend who had left the church and came back, he actually asked me, a question like if you die today like if you die today would you you know would you regret your decision like you know what would you say to Jesus if you you just didn't get baptized into the church because your mom told you not to like he was very coarse and very stern with me and um it just was like surprising <laughs> and definitely uh urged me to to know and to um to really seek God and seek him for truth because I didn't know <laughs> you know that was the thing was like I genuinely don't know and that's why I'm hearing everyone out and that's why I'm desperate to know the truth is because I don't I know that I don't know uh, who Jesus is and I know that I I need to know the way to salvation and I don't know where to turn to. And so God really opened my eyes and, um, you know, I had one of the most genuine prayers that I had, and it was not like my previous childhood prayers where I was very proud and um, demanding of God. I was actually for the first time in my life, humbly approaching God, willing to accept whatever, whatever it was he led me to do, whether that was join the church or if this is not where, you know, the truth is, help me to to discover that and help me to know you because that's genuinely what I wanted was to have a relationship with God. And so I asked him for guidance and I asked him for the truth. And I knew I had come to really love these missionaries and have that connection with them. And um but I was like, if it's not within this church, then 
tell me, like, if you're real, God, you will tell me and you will lead me. Because I was Mm -hmm. kind of just, I was at the end of my road and I was, I was done listening to people and I was done, you know, hearing what other people had to say. I wanted to know what God wanted to say. And so, wow. Yeah. So, um, later on that night, my mom was still, you know, searching through different, um, you know, videos and things to show me. And at this point I wasn't talking to her because I was just overwhelmed and kind of just done with everything. And, um, just overwhelmed. And so um, she was going through videos on YouTube and she ran into Micah's testimony. (laughs) And in this testimony... You're in the same city, right? Yes. (laughs) Yes. But you didn't know that at that time. No, I didn't know anything about the ministry. I didn't know anything about a lot of stuff. (laughs) So um, my mom flips to this you know, ex-Mormon missionary turned Christian, you know, his testimony on YouTube. And that's where I heard the gospel for the first time with new, you know, just new ears, new eyes, everything. I I had everything in place that caused me to just have my heart open for to God mm-hmm. for the, the first time in my life. I, you know, for so long, I I shut my you know, I shut him out of my life because I didn't feel that love for God that I, I genuinely wanted, but I didn't feel that in my life, you know, with the death of my father and just different, you know, things hap- hap- that happened in my life. I just didn't feel that love um, of God. And in Micah's testimony, he he shared about that. He shared about God's love and his grace and his mercy for us. And um, just a simple gospel, you know, the simple gospel that Jesus took our place on the cross, that he died the death that we deserved. That was the wrath that was reserved for us. And he took that for us. Mm-hmm. And he himself, you know, died the death that we deserved and we deserved rightly. And he was innocent and, you know, guiltless and perfect. And he died for the ungodly. And uh, one of the verses that really helped me to understand the love of God was uh, Romans 5, 8, but God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And that's the love of God that I I hadn't known. And I definitely um, was just broken because I realized immediately how proud I was and how demanding I was of God that I was a good person, you know, and I deserved this from him or this to go my way. And I, and then all of a sudden I'm, you know, it's flip-flopped and I'm the one who is undeserving of his grace and that he has this love that he's offered me and I've been so, you know, just terrible because, you know, I didn't deserve that, that grace that he gave me or forgiveness that he's given me through Christ's death on the cross. Wow. You know, what a beautiful story. Here you are, you know, you, you've listened to the missionaries, you've listened to your mother, and you went back to God and said, hey, I need help. You came back and said, I need help. Explain all this to me. And lo and behold, you know, this strange video appears, your mom finds finds it, and you listen to it. And, you know, that whole testimony is about nothing that you have done, but everything that Jesus has done. You know, you were getting ready to be baptized. So you probably went through this 
uh, baptismal interview, right? You remember that? And you had to say, well, I'm doing this and I'm doing this. I'm attending my meetings. I believe in the Book of Mormon. I believe Joseph Smith was a prophet and I'm living the word of wisdom. I don't drink coffee. I don't drink, you know, this or that. Right? Is that that's what they were they were preparing you for? That you had to be conditioned, you had to be proving yourself to be worthy to be able to join the LDS church. And then you hear this verse. Yet Jesus died for us while we were still sinners. He didn't wait to make us perfect, as it, as it said so many times. He says, you know, you don't catch the fish and clean it. He caught the fish first, and then he cleans us. You know, it's this like we become purified in his name, not by the things that we have done. And and you probably just started seeing that just with the Bible. The Bible teaches that so clearly. Uh, but yeah, Romans, I mean, you, you read Romans, yeah, you're going to get a feel for it very quickly. What, what a story. And, and I suppose because you had such a wonderful father who supported you and loved you, you could understand this kind of unconditional love, right, that a heavenly father could have for you. It's amazing to imagine that someone can love you that much and be that personal. So when you watched that video, did you have a sense that God was moving you in one direction? Yes. So um, immediately I, you know, I realized that I was a sinner and that, you know, all these questions, you know, that I was being asked about, you know, have you done this? Have you done that? Like, yes, I've done it all. Like, you know, I, I've fallen short of God's grace and I desperately need a savior. And that was Christ. And so all I knew is that Jesus was enough for my salvation and that mm -hmm. believing in him was all I needed to have that, you know, relationship with God that I desperately wanted and desperately needed. And so, um, yeah, so just throughout, you know, that realization, I, I, it, it brought me, you know, a lot of interesting conversations, you know, cause I had to explain then to the missionaries what happened. And then also to my mom who didn't know what was going on in my heart at the time either. And so, um, God provided this opportunity for me to share with them what I had come to know. And um, it was just the simple gospel that Jesus is enough and he is all I need to be saved and to be in the presence of God and to dwell with him for eternity. It's only through Christ that we have eternal life. And so um, just explaining it the best way I could to these missionaries and like they asked me a whole bunch of questions that caused me to really search the scriptures and to have this greater understanding of who God is and this new, you know, God that I didn't know growing up. I, I had no idea he was this amazing and this great that he, he would love me even while I was still a sinner and that he has loved me all along, even though I opposed him and I was rebellious and I was proud and demanding of him. Like I, I wouldn't have forgiven myself, but he has forgiven me and he had loved me even then. And I didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to join a church. I didn't have to be baptized um, physically in water to be able to receive that from him. That was something he was ready to freely give me. 
upon my faith in Christ. Wow, mm. that is beautiful. Wow, just <laughs> um, but the uh, so so after you saw the video and you were touched by it, and your mom obviously watched this with you also, and the uh, you you started searching through the Bible, looking at those verses. Um, so when you met with the uh, the missionaries, I mean, I, I, you probably were scheduled to be baptized on a Saturdays, and and so when did you actually interact with the missionaries again? Was your mom still there? Did she head back home? Uh, tell us the the next steps there. So my mom actually stayed for a while, so she was there through all of this. But um, I did, uh, I wanted to you know, discuss with the missionaries what had happened. I even shared the video with them of Micah's testimony and they had watched it and we were going to discuss it together and what their thoughts were. And um, some of the comments I got were, he didn't mention the Book of Mormon and he, you know, like just different things that, you know, they could say. And like one of the missionaries actually um, told me that he you know, he was really taken back by the testimony and that um, for, even if it was a second, like one second, he, he asked himself if the church was true, was it really true? And um, it just, long story short, he went back to the emotional ties and just the, you know, spiritual feelings and things that, you know, come with, you know, the church and, and all those ties to it. And so um, that's kind of where this distinction between where I was and where he was came in was that it was through the word that I found truth. It was through the word that I knew um, the truth from what was false and that I could see and I could distinguish those feelings that I had had towards, you know, the Book of Mormon and all those things and realize that, you know, the Bible does warn against uh, false spirits, you know, like in first John four, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, to see if they are of God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. So like realizing those things <laughs> was huge for me. That is an amazing word. And we are at the end. <laughs> So I'm glad you came to know Jesus, and I'm glad that you realized some of these things. Um, thank you so much for sharing your heart. Grace and peace to you.